You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to Sports Day with Gary Belcher and Scott Sattler, a couple of footy legends covering all things sport. For Kia, Kia's open season on now with match-winning deals and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Welcome to Sports Day on what is a Wednesday night. Hard to keep track of the days as we lead up to Christmas. Uh, Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews in for Gary Belcher, who's on holidays. Um, how are you, Satsy? Not too bad. I've got a bit of a migraine. I noticed. Is it because we've Tonight? spent a little bit too much time together today? I think it is. We I went, think it is. You and I went and had a Christmas lunch together at the, at the local and yeah. walk in there. And, mate, don't worry, as soon as I saw this, I got a massive headache as well. I walked in. There's my missus having lunch with her work colleagues because mm. she. It's uncomfortable. It was. It was extreme. It was extremely uncomfortable because she works across the road from me. Mm. Like she's yeah. always got to be lurking around, doesn't she? So like, you haven't got your own zones. I haven't. And then I go home and she's there. There's no me time. There for isn't you. a me. No. Mm. It's Especially not- when you were trying to chat up the waitress as well. It made it a little bit more uncomfortable. All right, let's move away from that. Uh, Welcome to a Wednesday night. Two more sleeps until Christmas. Boy, have we got a packed show tonight. Alan Border is uh, joining us now. Should I let everyone in on the little secret about my correspondence with Alan Border now for two weeks? So, listeners, if I can pick up the story here, we've been trying to get AB on for a number of days, a number of shows, and... And it's got to the stage where Jace has possibly got an AVO taken out against him from one of our greatest players of all time, if not one of our greatest skippers of all time, Alan Border. Mm. He's finally relented. Mm. And I think he feels sorry for you. So, yeah, he's going to finally come on the show. I told him today um, that I'm actually going to get fired if you don't come on the show. Four hours later, he must have felt sorry for him. He's come back and, and said, yeah, mate, okay, I'll, I'll come on. But um, Under sufferance. He's a big fan of yours. He was actually giving – I had to relay messages to you last night as he was texting me on air saying uh, – and this is what he said, um, quote, sorry, just got this, no phones on the golf course. Tough being an ex-captain of Australia, mm. isn't it? Tell Scott that it's going to take more than a brilliant cover tackle and a grand final to get me, A.B. I'm the meat and the sandwich. Can you two sort this out on the air? My response to him was, you're my second favourite player behind Glenn Trimble now. (laughs) Did I tell you what his response to that was? He goes, I'm sure I can get his number if you want to interview him. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, AB, uh, one of Australia's great cricket captains, joining us on the show tonight, plus a whole stack of other people. Our hot topics, you had an argument with a mate today about one, and I I actually, I've got an opinion on this, and you've put a poll up uh, on Sports Day New South Wales, and we'll get to that poll soon, but... Would you rather your team finish with a minor premiership or runners-up? Now, yeah. what side are you on? Me, I'm a runners-up. Now, people who have lost a premiership have said that they would rather run last. But are these, these are players, right? You know, so this, this poll was more about the fans. 
So okay. if you look at your team, would you rather than finish with finish with the minor premiership? Because this person I was talking to was like me; he's a Penrith fan. He said, "Well, Penrith won both. They won the minor premiership. They also were the runners up." He said, "I would have rather just won the minor premiership, gone out in straight sets, and not see no. not see them capitulate on grand final night." Now, I beg to differ. I think if you, if you get there, at least you've got a chance. And from a fan's point of view. Your team's lasted a bit longer, mm. another extra week, and, and, it, it's, and it's still exciting. Grand final night is still exciting, even if you're on the end of a of um, a flogging. Well, not even if you just if you lose the game. Yeah, it's disappointing, but you know what? You still get to celebrate that they've they've got to the big dance, and that whole excitement of um, grand final week, the mm. build up to the game, the interviews, all that sort well, of. Well, at stuff. the moment, it's fifty nine percent in favour from the fans that they'd rather their team win the minor premiership and not make the grand final. See, I'd rather run up because mm. I'd love love to get that extra extra thing. Here's another one for you, and look, we'll throw it out on one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three. Would you rather your team finish finish minor premiers or runners up, or you can shoot us a text anytime? Oh four double seven seven three six seven three six. Would you rather your team sats in a grand final lose by a point or thirty? Uh, lose by a point. Thirty for me. Really? No, because you lose by a point, it means that you're you're doing everything you can to win the game. Lose by thirty, you're questioned. No. Your integrity gets questioned. I, I, I'm I'm questioning my health. I'd have a heart attack, <laughs> possibly a stroke. If we lost by one point, whereas thirty, I go, I give up. I remember being, I remember being at the Sydney Swans Grand Final of the year. We got belted by Hawthorne. Yep. I think it was two thousand and fourteen. We won two thousand and twelve, yep. and they beat us in two thousand and fourteen. It was it was Buddy's first year. It was. Yeah, it was. Oh, look, I was gone by time Tom Jones came out. To be honest, <laughs> and at halftime, the game was the game was over. And you know what? I just enjoyed the rest of the day being heckled by Hawthorne supporters. So, and a mate of mine who was with me, he was so angry. He was a Swan supporter. He was so angry. We're getting built. I'm going, what can you do, buddy? But if we got down to a point, the difference, like I saw them. Be- so your disappointment, you, you warm into the disappointment. You warm into the disappointment. You know, I've spoken to some players who, and I've been on the end of Golden Point when you get beaten in Golden Point and when you go the entire 10 minutes in Golden Point you get beaten in the last 10 or 15 seconds. Yeah. That was heartbreaking but also physically draining. It used to take it out of you emotionally but more so physically. It would just take it out of you that extra 10 minutes and especially if it was a hot day, whatever it may be. It's so, uh, yeah, different scenarios. And it is a quiet day news-wise. We're going to get into that in just a second. And we, we, you and I were arguing today. You fight with a lot of mates. Um, my, there's a rumour no, going around. No, I don't around, fight. I create healthy debate. You fight. Um, there's, there's a rumour going around my household that we're having two white meats Christmas Day. And I put my foot down. I said, no, we're not having pork and turkey. We're and having I, three. Three white meats. I don't think there's a problem with that's it. That's overkill. What are you having, chicken, pork and turkey, are you? Chicken, pork, yeah, turkey, yeah. What would you rather on Christmas Day? You can only choose one, pork or turkey. I'm going turkey all day. And the reason is you don't have turkey any other time of the year. I don't know why. I'd have turkey, one, because it's Christmas, two, it's healthier for you. That's me as well. I, I would like to have the turkey with the crackling from Do you the know pork. The, I think you've come up with something there. I think someone should invent turkey with crackling. Pataki. For turkey, <laughs> no, something like that. Uh, one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three. Uh, give us a call. You can call us about anything because you know what? We've got nothing tonight. Or oh four double seven 
736 736. Shoot us a text. Time now for this. Sports Day Sports Update. Support local. Australianmade.com.au. Was that your throat then? It was me clearing my <laughs> I forgot your microphone's on. I turned mine off. I forgot to turn yours off. I'm sorry about that. David Warner and Shane Sean Abbott will rejoin the Australian men's test squad ahead of the third Vodafone test against India. That means they are out of the second test. Warner and Abbott spent time in Sydney outside the team's biosecure hub to recover from their injuries. While neither player has been in a specific hot spot in Sydney, yep. they're being doubly safe and not allowing them into their bubble that they're currently in now. Warner was not fully recovered from his groin injury anyway, so sitting at this Boxing Day test is probably a good call. Abbott, That'd though, be tough. It would be, would be. But Abbott also, um, he was fully recovered yep. from his calf strain. But uh, because they've been in Sydney and around that COVID outbreak, which today, can I just say... Fantastic work by the people of Sydney and also the New South Wales government. What, five cases today? Do you know what? I, I watched Gladys uh, Berejiklian in one of her addresses. Not one note in front of her. Yeah, she's good. Off the cuff, which means she is fully absorbed and knows every detail. Now, there has been some really detr- detractors in New South Wales and uh, New South Wales residents that are, are laying blame on the government because they can't be as social and active as what they have been over the, leading into this last week. But, you know, I've got to take my hat off to her. I think she's been really good. She's well, acted really swiftly. But, mate, what is it, five five COVID cases overnight, 48,000 tests. Mm. That's incredible. Yep. That's what, point zero 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 one of a percent. And, you know, what? because we're a little bit more educated like around COVID and how serious it possibly could be, it's, it's not about, well, it is about everyone. It's about kids. It's about the healthy and fit. But it's about people who do contract it and possibly pass it on to the elderly around yeah. Christmas when yeah. you're meeting them for family, Absolutely. for family gatherings. So, yeah, to have that many tests, I concur with you. The the New South Wales uh, public that have that have put all their families in the cars and they've lined up for two to three hours yeah, it's been good. to be tested. They just knew it had to be done. And so that's so everyone, for the greater good, can have a safe Christmas this year. Well done, Sydney, and well done, New South Wales government on that. Um, Ian Healy has endorsed Tim Payne to remain in the baggy green for another three years, which could see the man who labelled, remember, when he went over to South Africa? This is our temporary captain. Mm. And actually, he got sledged by the South Africans and the Poms for being the temporary captain. <laughs> Um, Healy wants him to um, be the Australian captain and finish on the 2023 Ashes Tour. We spoke about this the other night. Where does he sit? Among, I think it was last night, actually. Where does he sit amongst captains? Oh, mate, he's my favourite cricket player. Mm-hmm. I, I love his tenacity. Current cricket player. Not yeah, of current, all time. No, yeah. not of all time. You know that belongs to Sean Graff. Everyone says, who's that? Who's he? He used to play in the one day. Is that so he was, son? He was, no. he was our all-rounder, mate. Uh, back in the one day, him and Simon O'Donnell were always okay. fighting for that spot. Oh, yeah. And Sean Graff, by the way, is now the boss of Victorian cricket. Okay. But I'm, I am reckon I was the only bloke or kid who had a poster of Sean Graff. <laughs> it's a collector's item. And we should talk to him one night, shouldn't we? And say, listen, mate. I- That's a perv on Steffi Graff, but... <laughs> Anyway, what do you think? Should he hang around to 2023? Oh, absolutely. And you know, absolutely. And one of the reasons for this, I don't reckon, and we'll talk to AB about this, who was arguably Australia's greatest skipper. I don't think there's anyone ready to take over. 
As no, there's captain. not. No, the most immediate one, of, of course, is Steve Smith. But on the back of Nathan Lyon, who we interviewed, was that last night? Yeah, last night. Yeah. Nathan Lyon saying that Tim Payne is the best skipper that he's had. It's incredible. It's an incredible statement in all formats as well, remember. Tim Payne doesn't play a lot of those other four. He doesn't play T20, doesn't play in the ODIs. But test match cricket, when it really it questions your your resilience, your adversity, your ability to, to um, be, able to, be able to act under pressure, whatever it may be, Oh, again, I keep going back to that. And we were fortunate enough to have that documentary to see the personalities the of test. a lot of those players, the test on Amazon. And, and it's now being played on a lot of other um, it's on seven platforms as well now, as well yeah, now at the yeah. moment. I think it, it, it showed us, Tim Payne, about how much of a – how educated he is around the game. He's a scholar of the game. He, he studies the game just relentlessly, has these tremendous relationships with his players – has got this fearless attitude towards his opponents as well. And I think you're right. I think Stephen Smith, on the back of – and it's probably convinced me now after our chat with Nathan Lyon that that Steve Smith probably just deserves to be part of a leadership group and continue to bat as well as he, he can and uh, and offer that real good support to if Tim Payne needs it. But at the moment, Tim Payne is standing well above – you know, we're ranked number one, ranked number one in the world when it comes to test cricket. We were in a mess when he went over to South exactly, Africa. Exactly, and that's got a lot to do with his leadership. Darren Lehman yep. got a lot to do with Justin Langer, and it's got a hell of a lot to do with Tim Payne. Yeah, I, mm. the, the leadership on and off the field has been outstanding. Oh four double seven seven three six seven three six is our text number. Um, pork or pork or turkey Christmas lunch. I'm, I'm a turkey man. With a bit of crackling. So I want to take some part of the uh, the pork. Can't have both. Oh, I'm going to, mate. It's Christmas. Um, hi, guys. Just give me Devon on a bread roll with tomato sauce on Christmas Day. That is Michael from Dremoyne. I wouldn't think someone from Dremoyne would eat Devon on a bread roll, first and <laughs> foremost, <laughs> Michael. Depends, depends when they bought that I don't house. think Michael lives in Dremoyne if he's eating Devon <laughs> on a bread roll. Yeah, but, mate, fresh bread. Oh, look at this. I'm going to throw. Let's forget turkey versus uh, pork. What's your food combo? If you get some fresh bread, fresh bread, lots of margarine, mm-hmm. Devon, no, tomato sauce, no, mate, that is heaven. I've told you about the sausage roll roll, haven't I? I've never had a sausage roll in a roll. Oh, get out! That sounds like heart attack material it's, to me. Of course it is, but it's beautiful. Is there anything better than a fresh bread roll yeah. with potato chips on it? Chip sandwich is good as yeah. well. I prefer bread than rolls. But okay. Mate, at school we used to get the long bread roll. Look, I've done it since then too, hence my size. Um, long long roll, Yep. sausage roll in it, smothered in sauce, chalky milk. You ask any tradie listening to me right now, that is a meal for champions. <laughs> Where were we? Um, last night, cricket. Oh, sorry, yeah. Thanks for your text, Michael, from Dremoyne. Uh, you can send us text anytime, 0477-736-736. Last night, there's a bit of hoo-ha around the DRS, whether there should be one used in the Big Bash. After this happened last night with Uzi Kowaja. Have a listen to this. All over the world. and He's got the nick. Kawaja's gone for the big one. The Thunder have gone up. The Scorchers have gone up. And the umpire has turned him down cold. Disbelief by Andrew Tite. He's staggered. And the um- but, uh, in the ground. He was that far off the ground. Well, we've got a good insight well, there. there you go. We've heard the excuse. The bat from Kawaja was nowhere near the ground. Can't have hit anything else but the ball. 
There you go. Coverage on Big Bash Nation last night. That, that was that was pretty ordinary. What's the controversy though? The controversy is is that even if we didn't have stump cam, the microphone, I should say, you would have heard that nick all the way to the New South Wales border. <laughs> okay, so the question is, yeah, should have Uzi Kawaja walked because. And don't compare sports because you do it every night. I do do it every night. In this circumstance, I'm not going to let you. Okay, so okay, all right, yeah, go. Okay, no, go right ahead. I know no, you no. want to compare. No, no, it's it's like saying a player claiming that they've scored a try when they actually haven't, and if they haven't gone to the video ref or pre-video ref times, then they just went, oh, "I scored a try." Well, do you know a lot of rugby league players honestly think they've scored a try? Oh, please, mate. You know when you've knocked the ball on. But anyway, move on. Rugby league players have got no integrity when it comes to the <laughs> well, rules, that's, that's the the rules of the game, okay? So <laughs> the mean? difference is that cricket has – it's historically and traditionally has yeah. been built on players that walk. And being a gentleman's game. And if you don't take a, ki- a catch and it touch, hits the ground first, yeah. there has been some arguments around catches that have hit the ground first and there's been debates about whether players should walk or not. But yeah, Adam Gilchrist was famous for walking when no one even appealed. Yeah, but he made a million runs. Doesn't so matter. It was about his integrity. But mate, why have, a ref- why have an umpire then? What's the point in having an umpire if you just want everyone to be honest? Now, I, I do agree that there probably shouldn't be DRS in Big Bash because we what we love about the DRS is that it's quick, it's fast, it's you're in, you're out as a fan, it's it's an exciting format. It could add another excitement to the game, but I think if we've got too many DRSs in Big Bash, it takes away from what it's trying to achieve. But that last night, I, I just as soon as it happened, what's your first gut feeling is usually the right the right response. So as soon as that ball was bowled outside off stump, and all of a sudden you heard a noise, you went, ah, oh, Uzi's gone, and I love Uzi Kawaja. The bowler's, well, no, got a, he, the bowler's got a clicker in his pocket. But, and then to use the excuse that the bottom of the bat hit the ground? Please, come on. Mate, the, look, I tell you, if Stuart Broad didn't walk for hitting the cover off the ball, going to first slip and give a not out, mm. why should Uzi? Move on. I mean, it's a slow news day. Still a lot of discussion around Channel 7 getting what they signed up for in the way of cricket content. Um, which is, it's COVID. It's it's a different world we are living in. You know what I mean? Of course. And if Australia had to, and I'm saying if because we don't know uh, about these emails and and whatnot, but if, Austra- if Cricket Australia had to make changes to appease India to get them to come out here, which in turn helps save the game because of the revenue generated, what is wrong with that? Sometimes is it well, is it, it going with Coley gone? Demoralised in game one. Yep. Three test matches left. Mate. Mate. Are the audiences going to decrease because there's no Coley? Or Shammy's nah, out there? One... It'll still happen, mate. Look, there's a lot of Indian cricket fans in Australia. Yeah. And you could argue there's more Indian fans at the games than Aussies. Do you think there'd fans. be? Do you think there would be Indian fans that are thinking, hang on a sec, we are in a hiding to nothing? Yeah, but they'll still go and support their team. They're a lot loyal than us Aussie supporters, mate. They are, they're heroes. They're, they're heroes, mate. Mm. They're absolute heroes. Yeah, it'll be fine. But even if, and again, I say if, if a Cricket Australia had to make some changes to, to, to appease India to get them here, then that's business. Yeah. You sometimes have to make changes for clients to, to adjust. Anyway, um, still a lot of discussion going on. Lee uh, Hagger uh, Pentelis. Pentelis from Bryden's Lawyers explains the argument from both sides. 
The contract itself, as between the organisations, will provide for the deliverables. That it, it will set out in detail what the parties are obliged to provide. Now, the sponsor provides cash, and in return, the sponsored organisation provides the deliverables. The number of games, where the games are to be played, what uniforms the games will be played um, in, um, what branding there will be on the shirts, for example. There's a, there's a comprehensive list that will set out what the deliverables are, and the sponsored organisation is required to provide those. Now, this year, of course, by reason of the pandemic, a lot of these contracts have been frustrated. Now, the doctrine of frustration provides that if a contract cannot be fulfilled by reason of no fault of either party, that is an intervening event, for example, a pandemic, then the contract can be terminated and each party released from any further obligation. A lot of these contracts will, however, include a force majeure provision. Mm. That is, if there's an act of God which prevents the fulfilment of the contract, the contract will be terminated. The grey area and what we're dealing with and what we at Bryden's Lawyers have had to deal with this year is where the sponsored organisation goes through the list of deliverables and says, well, we can tick off 82.5% of these deliverables, and this is probably what's happening at the moment with Cricket Australia and Channel 7, and therefore we require payment uh, accordingly. However, that may not necessarily uh, be satisfactory for the sponsor because they may have missed out, for example, on the essence or the spirit of the sponsorship agreement and what their anticipated return would have been. Now, for, I'll give you an example. This year, a number of uh, sponsors, for example, would have raised questions with their sponsored organisations in the NRL. The NRL competition was reduced from 25 to 20 rounds. Yes. So immediately, that's a 20% reduction in exposure, in marketing opportunities, in fan engagement and the like. So the sponsor would say, well, there's a there's a 20% reduction straight off the top. Then a lot of those games were, were played to either no crowds or limited crowds. How do you value that Yes, from a sponsor's perspective? But my experience has been that all of these organisations have entered into these discussions in good faith and have been able to resolve these concerns because no one had anticipated a pandemic mm. and what the effect of the pandemic would have been on these sporting um, contracts. But that's the issue that I think that exists between Channel 7 and uh, uh, Cricket Australia at the moment. Cricket Australia will be arguing, well, we've ticked a lot of our boxes on the deliverable schedule, yeah. which they probably have. Channel 7 saying maybe, but we're not getting the return that we had anticipated. There you go. There will be a test on that for you at the end of the show tonight. Moving on to NRL news, Curtis Scott's legal team will seek a $400,000 settlement, Sats, uh, after he was uh, arrested for falling asleep under a tree in Moore Park and, and tasered and capsicum spray. This will be interesting to see whether the argument is around did Curtis Scott lose anything financially? Uh, was his name uh, defaced in a, in a sense publicly where it was going to affect him commercially as well? I mean, he had a contract with the Canberra Raiders. He was always going to get paid. Uh, it affected his performance. It did affect his performance, but if, if you've got a contract, you've still got the ability to to build on that. But what about future earnings? By, by, by not playing poten possibly to his potential, has that affected future earnings? Because he did have a quiet year. He, he did, but if he has a... a what happens in rugby league especially, and I'll only use rugby league as an example, you can have a horrible 2020 year like Curtis Scott did, and he had a lot of reason for that. He may have a breakout season in 2021. He may be spoken about like Stephen Crichton in New South Wales uh, representative um, discussions. All of a sudden, guess what? 2020 gets forgotten. 
2020 is all is what everyone talks about. So there'll be an argument there about how much did it hurt him commercially, mm. sponsors, possible sponsors, um, future contracts with other clubs, whatever it may be. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting argument, that one. And just quickly, too, the AFL has announced a new agreement with broadcaster partners Foxtel and Telstra that will see the coverage rights extended to the end of 2020. Uh, Gillian McLaughlin says they've added... 2024. Uh, 2024, I should yeah. say. Uh, $946 million over the additional two years. They've uh, Not bad. Look for the green and gold Aussie-made logo. To be sure, it's authentically Australian-made. This is Sports Day for Keys. Open season on now with match-winning deals. Arguably Australia's greatest ever cricket captain. You know, he played 156 mm. tests for Australia and 273 ODIs. Alan Border joins us next on Sports Day. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia's open season on now with match-winning deals and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here. Our badge on holidays uh, until the new year. It uh, gives us great pleasure in introducing this next guest of ours. He played 156 tests for Australia. Captain the Aussies in 93 tests, Sats. Unbelievable. The most by any skipper. 273 ODIs. Didn't he rock that tin, that that skin-tight, yellow, one-day cricket outfit? He looked amazing in that. He has a field named after him. Have you got a field named after no. him? No. But uh, I did use a Duncan Fernley because of him. Did you? Yeah. We'll bring him in anyway. Uh, Alan Border, welcome to Sports Day. <laughs> Thanks for the introduction. Thank you very much, guys. We finally got you on the show, mate. It's only taken me about three weeks. I was about to lose my job. Yeah, look, I, I I did send you a text saying I wasn't packing and leaving. It was just, you know, one of those things, you, could, you know, uh, just trying to find the right time. So apologies for that, but uh, no, here we are. All good. Here we are, mate. It's great to have you on here. I mean, we're heading into the, the Boxing Day test in a couple of days. Um, India yep. is struggling to find a, a bowler to replace Shami. They've got five potential bowlers. Four have never played test match cricket before, and they're batting. Jeez, it looks brittle, A.B., well, it's amazing, you know, after two days of that last test match in Adelaide, uh, India had the upper, upper sort of ground, really. And then all of a sudden, in the space of, what, an hour, an hour and a half of cricket, um, it just blowing them out of the water. So it's amazing how all the cracks seem to be a lot sort of uh, deeper when that sort of thing happens. You know, you go from a position of, you know, being in quite a good position going into day three to losing the test match quite badly. Uh, and a couple of injuries, um, the skipper going home, and just all of a sudden, you, you know, it just feels like they're in disarray. So, look, they're, they're a good cricket team. They've got a lot of good players there, but, you know, it's hard to bounce back from that sort of shellacking they copped in on day three. So it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. Matty Wade, AB, has he dug a hole for himself or will he be credited for putting his hand up to open the batting? Because if... Joe Burns gets some runs in the second test and Dave Warner comes back in the third test. Will he possibly become the sacrificial lamb? Yeah, look, I suppose, you know, someone's got to give way with these, you know, uh, players coming back into contention like Warner. You know, he, he's a shoe in to come back in, so someone's going to miss out there. Um, Cameron Green, you know, one of these young guys that we just, you know, pin the future on. Um, 
he, he you know, didn't do much in that first game, but there's just something there that, you know, selectors, you know, you just want to keep that, that you know, young guys coming into the into the fold. So, look, uh, Matty Wade and Travis Head are the two guys that we, you know, in the in the sights, really. I think he gets a few bonus points for me by offering to open the batting. I think he did a great job in that, particularly in the second innings to, you know, get that run chase going, get underway. Everyone was a bit worried. You know, you sort of lose two or three wickets quickly and all of a sudden, yeah, you're not panicking chasing 90, but, you know, funny things have happened. So see, I, I thought he did a really good job in that second inning. So, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm more looking at Travis Head mm. than uh, Matty Wade, to be, to be honest. So I think Wade will get a lot of bonus points from um, offering to open the batting in difficult circumstances. Burns, you'd reckon that they've, because they've stuck with him and he, he did nothing that second innings to, you know, stick with him some more and, yeah, look, it'll be interesting uh, going forward, but Aussies are in a pretty good position. You know, it's it's a it's a tough decision, but a, you know, a, a positive decision rather than you know, trying to sort of um, plug the gaps. You know, for uh, you know, in a leaking boat sort of thing. Yeah. Now I've asked this question quite a bit this week, and I asked Nathan Lyon this question last night, and for obvious reasons, he wasn't willing to take any plaudits. But I've loved what this bowling lineup has been doing. There's Nathan Lyon and the three quicks. Now, if they continue yep. on this path, AB. Will they sit amongst some of our, our great bowling attacks of many, many years? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, I think, the, you know, statistically, you know, already Nathan Lyons are, you know, ahead of anyone. I mean, uh, yeah, that, that, he's the goat um, for what he does, <laughs> off-spin bowling. Uh, he's just way in front of the next best. And then you throw in those three quickies. Um, you know, a few of them have got sort of quite a few years in front of them. You know, Hazelwood and, and Cummins in particular, uh, Starkey's probably still got a couple of good years left, so I think by the time they're finished as a, as a group, um, they will have sort of really matched any anything that we've put out there. You know, you talk about you know Lily Thompson and all, all those guys go McGrath, Warren, etc. They're normally hunted as a like a two, two mm. quickies or a spinner quickie, but, um, but to have all four of them, uh, you know, rolling away for you to try and get those twenty wickets you need to win a game, you know, it's, it's pretty special. So. To, They've done a great job, and they'll, they'll be right up there. You know, we'll, we'll appreciate what we've had. You know, once they're gone, probably a bit more than while, while they're currently there. Um, Alan Borders with us at the moment here on Sports Day. AB Tim Payne, as Sat said, we spoke to Nathan Lyon last night and put the question to to uh, Nathan: Where do you rank Tim Payne as a captain? And he said, "The best I've ever had." Now he's he's had Smith as a captain. And also Michael yep. Clark as a captain. What are your What are your thoughts around Tim Payne? Well, I, I think for what what he's done, Payne was five minutes away from becoming, you know, joining the work, workforce, and he was he had a job with Cookerborough all lined up, and he was just about to, you know, live after cricket. All of a sudden, he's um, in the in the fold as uh, the Australian captain, wicket keeping, and 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 putting out bushfires left, right, and centre after a lot of dramas in. Um, South Africa. So, what he what he's done with that group, um, I don't know him really well, but what I do know that he's a he's a real solid guy. He's a real good communicator. Just one of those guys that has that you know the gift of the gab, and just one of those guys that really is well liked within the group. So you know he's brought that side together really well, and his own own form has just held remarkably well for a guy who was going to finish up to where he's now. You know he, he was the probably the best innings of the, of the match that he played um, over there in Adelaide. So, 
he, he his cricket is getting better and better all the time as well. So yeah, he, he's done a really really good job, and um, I think the guys really appreciate um, you know that it's not easy just to do what he's done, and um, he's done it well. When it comes to the captaincy, AB, and can you see the similarities from when you took over as, as captain of Australia? The game was fractured. Well, the Australian team was fractured. Tim Payne was the mm. same, of course, South Africa, then leading into the Ashes. That, you know, there was a lot of wounds that needed to be healed amongst that team and with the fans as well. There's a lot of similarities. So when you went in as captain, what was your main focus to try and bring that team back together? Yeah, look, it's it's an interesting sort of situation you find yourself in because, you know, personally you're sort of going along all right, you know, your own game's in order, and then the, the, the team's just sort of a bit fractured, as you said. And, um, you know, with, with Tim, you know, after that South African um, debacle, really, um, you know, there was a lot of uh, bridges to be built because even the Australian public weren't, weren't enjoying the way that our boys were mm. playing at cricket. So um, I suppose it's, it's something different in that... Um, my, uh, my sort of era, we had a lot of retirements, guys going to South Africa, uh, so they got banned from our, comp- you know, our competition for a couple of years. So it was it was slightly different, sort of, in, in that you're trying to sort of get the eleven together that could sort of start, uh, you know, putting out all the little bushfires around the place as far as you know our performances, um, and, and and that's always a, a tough sort of task that in, in sometimes you know you, it's just you chop and change you, you know everyone's looking over their shoulder waiting for the selector's knife to sort of <laughs> wield so you, you, it, it's a different um, dressing room feel when you just try to sort of uh, put 11 guys together so um, look a lot of similarities um, in that uh, you know you're just trying to sort of build uh, re- and, and rebuild um, but um, it, it's it's never pleasant going through it but when you come through the other side it's worthwhile and by the way, when you took over as captain from Kim Hughes, you were playing the West Indies, so pretty tough <laughs> task as well, AB. That was that would have been really hard. Yeah, look, it wasn't much fun to be honest. <laughs> I mean, and they're hard to dislike those guys. They're, they're a great, great bunch of blokes, the West Indians. But out in the field, they used to give it to you, and off the field, they were the nicest blokes in the world. So you know, what do you do? Um, yeah. But it yeah. was um, it was a it was a tough era, but um, you know ultimately if you sort of hang in there, you know Australian cricket teams don't we're not, not in the wilderness too often. Um, so generally speaking, we've got enough guys coming through the systems to you know make us a pretty good cricket team. Whispering death, Michael Holding. How good oh. was he? Now, what happens? Uh, <laughs> what happens in the border household for Christmas? Ab. Uh, we've got a full house this year. We've got um, nephews and cousins and you know brothers. All descending on my joint, so we've got a bit of a tented village for kids, and uh, you know, I've sort of got a sort of like um, enough room to sort of try and accommodate most of the adults. You know, a few, a few sort of under the you know table here and there, but um, <laughs> uh, so it's a full house. So I'm looking forward to it. First time for a few years, you know, where it's with a lot of lot of people descending on my place. So looking forward to it very much. Oh, good on you, AB. Well, look, we appreciate your time on Sports Day, mate. I hope you have a wonderful. Christmas with your family, and uh, here's to a cracking 2021. It's got to be better than 2020. Oh, mate, that has to sort of come around, doesn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. to be better than 2020. So uh, fingers crossed that uh, we, we get over you know, all the stuff that's going on at the moment and uh, everyone can enjoy a new year. All right, AB. Thanks, mate, for your time. 
Cheers, guys. Thanks, Avi. Cheers, guys. There you go. What a, what a legend and one of our greatest cricket captains and cricketers uh, for Australia. How tough was he? Oh, <laughs> ask Craig McDermott. <laughs> ask, ask him how tough he is. This is Sports Day for Keys. Open season on now with match-winning deals. When we come back, our hot topic, pork versus turkey here on Sports Day. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia's open season on now with match-winning deals and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Now, Hot Topic Time. Yep, welcome back to Sports Day. Uh, Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews here. Very professional uh, show on the 23rd of December. Um, hot topic tonight. Look, there is nothing going around in the news tonight and we, we've we've resorted just to talk about food. Mm. This is what we're doing now. This is. It seems to be the the topic. It's When we don't talk about sport, we get the most text yeah, messages. Yeah. yeah. One three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three is our phone number, or you can shoot us a text oh four double seven seven three six seven three six. We're talking about pork versus turkey, mm. and, and I'm a turkey man at Christmas time, and I'm, I'm a believer one white meat. All right, because we've also got ham, which is representing the pig anyway. So I don't want to double up on the pig. I wouldn't mind a bit of bird in turkey. However, however, I'm happy to strip a pork piece of pork naked by ripping its. Yeah, you know, crackling off. See, this is the biggest argument. I, I, I think, I think pork is overrated because it dries it out. Is. Yeah, it is. And the other argument is, there are, any of our listeners zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. The best way to cook your crackling. Now, oh, I've always believed, and this was confirmed yesterday while I was watching Jamie Oliver, oh, that you actually cut the rind off before you cook the pork. And then you put it in separately, separately in the oven for it to crackle. All right. So this is a cooking show now. Um, no, you don't. You cook it on the meat. No, you don't. And then when the meat's finished, you take it off and then finish it off in the no. oven. But anyway, what's One soft, know? one's hard, doesn't work, mate. Anyway, so we got talking about food combos. Um, Michelle from Seclair, boys, I have chicken drummies with coleslaw and salad for Christmas lunch. What's a drummy? It's a little drumstick. It's a baby one. You can't have that in a bread roll because of the bone. Well, no, she's not talking about a bread roll. Oh, She's yeah. just saying she has it. No. Oh, I know, coleslaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Michael from Dremoyne. I talked about the sausage roll roll. Well, Michael also spoke about Devon and bread roll. Per, mate, Michael yeah. and I probably got the same physique, I'm starting to think. But he, I said, you've got, Satch, you've got to have a sausage roll in a bread roll mm. with heaps of tomato sauce, and you've never had one. We'll fix that up in the new year. Michael from Dremoyne says, now you're talking a sausage roll and a bread roll with tomato sauce. We had them at Dremoyne High See, going again, back. That's a lie. Why? Dremoyne High School <laughs> wouldn't have had sausage rolls on bread rolls. They may have had sushi yeah. and um, yeah. maybe Good point. salads, give some, possibly. Give sushi and salads. Yeah. Caviar. Think, Caviar on those I little... I think you're leading a double life, Michael, from Dremoyne. Oh four double seven seven three six seven three six. Shoot us a text, your weird food combos. Come on, we've got to educate Sats on this. This is Sports Day for Keys. I'm all season. about turkey. On now of match-winning deals. I am too. Mm. Uh, when we come back, Chris Nelson with the Racing Queensland update. And yay and nay on Sports Day. 
You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping Badge and Sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia's open season on now with match-winning deals and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. On Sports Day, it's time for a Racing Queensland update. The Tab Queensland Summer Racing Carnival is here. Yeah, it certainly is. And Chris Nelson is here as well. G'day, Chris. How are you, Joe? Yeah, mate. Good. Good. Two more sleeps until Santa comes. Now, uh, racing yeah. this Saturday in Brisbane is at Eagle Farm. It is, and the field uh, came out earlier today for a, a cracking day's racing at Eagle Farm. Of course, we're only three weeks away from the Magic Millions, and we have uh, a really good two-year-old race, the Magic Millions BJ McLaughlin Stakes, which is race three on the card. Uh, we've got the Grand Prix, which is a, a group three race for the three-year-olds over 2,200, race number six. And we've got the Burnborough Plate. And, of course, we see the Herovian go around here. Race number seven, he's going for 11 straight wins. And he can throw in the, uh, the Magic Millions Felvalon quality over 1,200 metres, which uh, has got three representatives from the James Cummings stable in Sydney uh, amongst the uh, 10, is it 10, amongst the 12 acceptors. So some really good racing leading into uh, the Magic Millions at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Mate, are you tipping against the Herovian this time or you, you're not? No. I learnt my lesson last time. <laughs> learnt my lesson, so very so smart. I'm man. sticking with him this time. Beauty. I hope that doesn't mean he gets beaten, but yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think you'll make it eleven straight. All right, matey. It's summer like you've never seen it. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Chris, we'll chat to you tomorrow, Christmas Eve. I look forward to it. Thanks, Jake. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, I love this segment. Support local Australiamade.com.au. It's time for Yeah, No, where we throw up some scenarios. Scenarios, scenarios, and we go, oh, yeah, no, nah, I don't know if I like it. Can I start off, please, Sats? Off you go. Um, I don't know if you've seen this doing the rounds on social media today, but these parents wrapped a PlayStation 5 box up. I saw this. For their kids. This is cruel. And it, it is the hottest par- property, apparently, at the moment in the world, a PlayStation 5, but... They filmed the kids unwrapping them, and the kids would have been around about 10 years of age. And when they opened the box, they only found books and shoes in there. There was no PS5. Have a listen to this. kids getting upset and filming it and when they opened the box there was shoes and book book and clothes and no ps5 i'm sure they would have got it later on will these parents win uh parents of the year mm. will they yeah no no yeah no yeah no yeah yeah good yeah <laughs> now uh my yeah no nah is um is veteran cricket journalist uh, peter lawler he he concedes he feels embarrassed following a heated on-air debate with one of our great skippers, Ricky Ponning, after we just spoke, spoke to AB. Now, this is around the DRS, and, and during, the, um, during the call, uh, they questioned uh, the Tim Payne's inconsistent utilisation of the DRS. And, and Ricky Ponning said, hang on a sec, you guys are harsh. There wasn't even a reaction. There's no even appeal, so why go to the DRS? And they're saying, listen, 
you know, we use a lot of money for it. He didn't even use it, whatever. So they're questioning Ricky Ponning's stance on the game. You don't do that. Is it a good idea to question Ricky Ponning? Yeah, no. Nah. No, yeah, yeah. no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> Look for the green and gold Aussie-made logo to be sure it's authentically Australian-made. This is Sports Day for Kia. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.